we interrupt our regularly scheduled Kaiju episode to wish you happy early holidays from your friends here at Kaiju vs. History. This year, to celebrate the Kaiju community, we are inviting our first guest aboard to talk about Kaiju literature and his new book, Nemesis. This is Kaiju vs. History, the Kaiju Holiday Special 2023. Welcome back to Kaiju versus History. This is your page-turning librarian friend Patrick, and joining me is an audiobook-loving technophile, Miles. Welcome, Miles. What's up, mate? <laughs> a lot. Um, I, I don't. I don't know why I got the audiobook, uh, but um, that's fine. Because you, you're the music guy, and you listen to books on. I, I, but you know, I'm a big physical like media collector. Yeah. Well, I mean, you get the CDs anyway. Uh, we have a we have a lot this holiday season to be thankful for because joining us for our yearly holiday special is the prolific, the prodigious, the fantastic author of sci-fi and action thrillers, Mr. Jeremy Robinson. Uh, welcome, sir. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> it's going great. <laughs> we we uh, we like kaiju here on the podcast, so we're very yeah. excited to steal some of your time this week. Uh, big week for you this week because you have a, a new book, uh, Nemesis, coming out. Yep. And we are very excited to talk Nemesis. Uh, Miles and I have both read the book, we can mm-hmm. we can say. And um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited because I've, uh, I, I think it was a couple years ago when I came across Project Nemesis. Mm-hmm. When we were like in the initial stages of starting this podcast because I I had seen kaiju literature out there but i didn't <laughs> i don't think i was aware that there was an entire series of right. books based on on kaiju so i was very excited about all of them immediately nice and uh yeah so it is it was a treat to get to read a book a little bit early but that book comes out and this episode comes out tomorrow <laughs> so people can immediately get that for their uh their holiday wish list put it on their their amazon wish list if they haven't um, but yeah, I, I was excited to get some time with you this week to 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 chat you up, talk to you about uh, you know kaiju in general, about your new book. Uh, welcome to the show, and um, I, I mean to introduce you to the audience that might not have read any of of your books before. Uh, is it fair to say you might have the most kaiju novels under your belt than anyone else on the planet Earth? Absolutely. Are, are you <laughs> without <laughs> doubt? When you think of yourself as an author, do you, is preeminent kaiju author like the the top of your titles? Um, I never really thought about it before, but I mean, yes, I do. I have a, a new T-shirt on my store that says uh, it's King of the Kaiju across the top and then me stomping on a city. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, I, I guess so. Um, yeah, I, it's more probably more than. 12 or 13 kaiju books but i think even the ones i don't call kaiju books often would be considered kaiju by kaiju fans uh like one of my first novels features the hydra uh like reborn and big and right you know like at the time i wasn't thinking this is the kaiju but it kind of is 
So I, I guess I think one of the things I was curious about, because as you know, as we're all big fans of this genre and and that niche is kind of becoming bigger and bigger. What started you on your your kaiju journey as, as you know, uh, either a kid or discovered kaiju movies as an adult? Like what kind of got you interested in the subgenre to begin with? Uh, well, for me, growing up in the 80s, uh, it was Creature Double Feature on WLVI 56. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so it was every Saturday morning, um, there was a, a monster movie or two monster movies that were on, and I would watch them. Most of them were Godzilla, Gamera, um, a couple other really weird ones, one with gargoyles that gave me nightmares. Um, it was like it was like a scene out of uh, the Alien movie uh, where there there's a bunch of eggs in a cave and there's gargoyles. Anyway, so it was terrifying. <laughs> I think uh, I've seen that. Yeah, it, it was. It's totally weird. Is it a Japanese movie? No. Uh huh. No, no I, I I'm trying to think of what it was. It, it it wasn't a Larry Cohen movie. That was uh cute. Um, but, but but it was the vibe, monsterific <laughs> creature features. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I yeah, it's, it's kind of similar to most everyone we talk to about kaiju. Uh, some some of the very similar triggered in their their mind from watching one too many Saturday morning. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Saturday morning was a, a sacred time for me. Yeah, as it was for for most kids. I think in the 80s and 90s, whether it was cartoons or whether it was the the movies, like there is something that sort of embeds itself into you as a kid and just it never lets go. Yeah. So for you, um, were you always writing things about kaiju or did you start off with, like in your writing journey uh, doing something else? Um, so I was a, I was an artist for most of my younger life up through college. I went to college for art. I wanted to be a comic book artist. Um, and then I was doing a little bit of writing, you know, when I was doing the comic books as well. But it, it wasn't until like after college that I realized all of the art I was doing was actually storytelling. So that's when I started getting interesting, interested in writing and I started writing screenplays. And the first screenplay I wrote was about the Hydra, which eventually became a novel. Uh, but yeah, so I, it's always been monsters. But like I said, like not until Nemesis, did it really click that I was writing or even could write kaiju? Uh, I, I, in novels. I've not read all of the Nemesis saga yet. I'm kind of going to try and pace them out a little bit uh, because they are very fast reads. But uh, all the books that I have read, they are very um, the cinema. There, there's a lot of cinema qualities to them. They definitely feel like a action-packed film, right. an uh, hour-and-a-half long you know, popcorn film. Um, let, I, I do want to talk a little bit about Project Nemesis in the Nemesis Saga that came out now uh, over a decade ago. Um, looking looking back on it, do you think, you know, when you wrote it, did you know it was going to be as, as big or as popular as it has gotten or you would have as many books with these characters and this monster? I had no idea. Um, I, I, I mean, I always hope when I release a new book that it will, you know, be... Of course, yeah. ...be a big thing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, with Nemesis, it was such a risk because before then there really hadn't been an original kaiju novel, not based on Godzilla. There were a couple of Godzilla novels, but that was it. Um, that one, yeah, right here. So it was, <laughs> it was kind of a risk to, uh, to do a Nemesis novel, but then to also, um, self-publish it. Mm -hmm. So all the books mm -hmm. were, were done under my own imprint 
And uh, I actually turned down an offer from a publisher, from a big publisher, uh, to do it on my own. Uh, I, I had already learned the lesson at that point that I could do it better and make more money on my own. Right. I mean, and it's actually a, um, a lot of lessons that bands learn too with uh, labels yeah. uh, being this exact same way where it's like, I can, I can do this and I can, yeah, fork out a little money for distribution and then I'm, I'm good. Like yeah. the, 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 the kind of power these places have is, is getting lesser and lesser. One of my yeah. favorite uh, cartoonists, uh, Keith Knight, who's actually from the town that I live in, um, said uh, in an interview, um, you know, if you can convince just like a thousand people to give you 50 bucks a year, like yeah. you have your audience, you know, <laughs> right. It, you don't, you have like 10,000 people, you know, consume your media, but you just need to convince yeah. <laughs> a small portion of them to give you money for it. And, <laughs> uh, you know, if you can do that through self-publishing, then yep. there's, there's not a, a wedge of that pie that's getting, uh, <laughs> eaten up by, uh, Right. by other folks yeah, exactly i think it's like I, I was getting what on a paperback 65 cents per book mm. on an ebook maybe a dollar and you know or it was like 10 percent. now it's like 70 percent. yeah yeah that's sounds a lot better to me <laughs> it, those those uh <laughs> transactions definitely add up um uh I, speaking of the my local area here um one of the reasons i love the nemesis books is that I live in North Shore, Boston, in this area, uh, and I've done a lot of vacationing up in in Maine and in some of those locales. So it's very easy for me to visualize where all of these stories takes place. Yes. And, uh, you know, uh, I love Boston getting destroyed uh, in, in any <laughs> not a lot. media. Well, not as much as they should. Uh, I was, I was going to ask, do you, did you enjoy Godzilla, King of the Monsters? No destruction. I yeah. was very upset about it. We get a little bit of Fenway, and then it just yeah. Uh, I actually got a lot of emails from people after that came out. Um, <laughs> they were upset that they had done it in Boston, and and so similarly to Nemesis when I was watching it, and and then they were like, oh, and then we're going to go to Boston, and I was just sitting there thinking, please don't blow up Boston. Please don't blow up. Boston. <laughs> and then they blew up Boston. And I was just like, it's a little more than blew up. Yeah. They melted it to the ground. It's, yeah. It was, so it's such a weird place for them to set that, you know, because the first one well, yeah. was in San Fran. And the, con the conspiracy theory is that it was because of Nemesis. Oh, <laughs> it's, pictures. It's, oh. it's so funny because, um, you know, I wasn't as familiar with your work until Patrick brought it to me and, as as I'm reading this, I'm like, oh, no wonder. This is all set in Boston. And this is all he's, he's reading it. I was going to read this. Uh, I was going to say he uh, grew up in uh, Beverly, Mass, which is yep. you know, definitely not okay. that far away from here. It's just that's just above uh, Salem. So but as as a new reader, uh, because I was a little daunted going into this before Patrick uh, told me that the newest book, Nemesis, which is what we read, uh, is a standalone novel that is not set in the same universe as the project nemesis books correct correct so what was you what was the impetus of you deciding to do kind of an alternate universe version of your nemesis series um well nemesis has been out for a, a while now and it's got a pretty good loyal following who are you know frequently asking if there's going to be more so it's always on my mind mm -hmm. uh, 
And then as the show got closer and closer, uh, TV series, which is in the works, it, as it got mm-hmm. closer to being made, uh, I started thinking, well, well, how, what can I do to prepare for this to be successful? Like, who knows if it will be? But if it is, I want to have IP that is ready to go in case they want to like make a movie or, you know, an anime or something like that. So I started thinking about other things that I could do with Nemesis that would appeal uh, to the producers and Sony and all that kind of stuff. So I'm just preparing for the future, I guess. That's cool. I mean, uh, well, it's also great for uh, like a newer reader like me where, you know, a lot of times when you say, oh, this is stuff is really, really good, but there's 15 of them, you yeah. know, that, that, that awesome. can scare, that can scare I me. Mean, Cause I'm that way with fantasy. Finding like, a single volume fantasy book is very, very difficult. Yes. And so when Patrick pitched it, he's like, no, 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 the MS is a standalone. You don't have to know anything. It's yep. got things for people who have, have read the books, but if you are a new reader and I mean, yeah, this, this entire book like completely introduces you to the world perfectly i never felt like i was missing out on anything and i mean it's a great singular read it is both the same world as as project nemesis but it's also got like a cyberpunk edge to it uh with (laughs) with neo boston and uh you know being rebuilt by by japan i i personally i don't know how much we're supposed to talk about the plot for for this but i'm not gonna spoil things but i just i love the i love the (laughs) <laughs> the I love the post like well because this is the basic setting of the book I love the post behind you world that this book takes yeah. place in yeah I think that is such a cool place to start a book and I I was really drawn in by that aspect because no one's done that before. like we've never gotten that yeah. and that's so cool yeah and that came about because it had been uh, about thirteen years since I wrote the original novel so I was thinking like if I'm if I'm going to do a parallel universe nemesis from the original then it will still have been 13 years mm-hmm. uh, which got me thinking like well okay so let's say nemesis has been around for 13 years uh what would the world look like and this is the novel is what i came up with as so you know how weird the world would have become yeah it, it's uh it, it's fairly dark i would say at the beginning yep. uh you know you're introduced to some characters who are you know kind of like hangmen in yeah. this world, which is which is very interesting, and it is half thriller mystery, and then the other half is everyone running away from giant monsters trying to kill them. Which it's you know uh, also something I don't think we've really ever gotten in a kaiju film before is that kind of uh, back and forth with the plot. I, I will say one of the things that um, a lot of kaiju media gets kind of chided on is the human story not being as interesting as the kaiju part i feel like here it's it's really 50 50 and they interact so much <laughs> that it right. it is definitely uh i mean it's, it's a it's a page turner like i said miles and i got a chance to read this beforehand i just finished it last week i, I mean just having read um, a couple of project nemesis books uh th- this one definitely <laughs> threw me a lot more surprises than i was expecting uh-huh. uh you know characters that show up and things that happened um but yeah, it is is exactly how you described it, kind of like an alternate dimension or take. It feels like this is the 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 Heisei era to you know the Project Nimbus being <laughs> showing yeah. the the origin yeah. of the monster and, and and monsters in that universe. Right. This was like the Jeremy's taking his gloves off version. <laughs> the kid gloves came off. Yeah, because uh, even even the the like investigating like some of the human crime aspects that happen in this yeah. are, I mean, in their own 
sort of had they been their own story, this would have been like some oh. insane Fincher-esque. Oh like, yeah, one of the most disturbing horror stories I've read in a while too. So yeah, I, I'm yeah. honestly yeah. very impressed. And that's yeah. just the backdrop. Because yeah. I'm I'm a big horror person, so like I was like, oh, this is this is cool. This is inventive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there, there's uh, there's there's also way too much comedy for a move or a book this uh, this dark because yep. uh, there's some some very interestingly widely drawn uh, caricatures. Uh, yep. What what made who is who is Monk based on? Do you know a a, a monk in real life? Um, monk isn't based on anyone. I know that. <laughs> so the name um, came Chip, from Chipmunk. We have we have a a fan group. Where if people want to be killed by me in a book, they can sign up for it. So we have a list of hundreds of names now. And so I just go through and Kane will send me a name on a new name. And so uh, uh, what was her full name? Jennifer, Jennifer Monk something. Monk became like the nickname. And so that was just based on her name. And at that point in the story, I felt like we needed a lighter character. So just she just kind of like came out. And at the time when I first started writing her, I wasn't, it was, she was going to be like two or three chapters and then done. I was like, oh, she's so much fun. I have to keep her around. So. <laughs> I, yeah, that, that's what it kind of felt like. Uh, uh, but uh, pr- probably my favorite character in the book. Uh, so you, you say you're writing this, you know, to get it out in and get it into fans of, of Project Nemesis and, and, and that series. Um, is it possible that we're going to get more? spider uh adventures more in in this kind of timeline or are we going to get like other alternate reality stories right. in the future those are possible those are possible um depending on like how how well it's received mm-hmm. you know if, if it for some reason flops then probably not but if it does really well then then almost certain um and the tv show uh coming out could help all that mm-hmm. um like i i don't I don't have them scheduled at the moment, but there are spots that are open in the schedule in case that. <laughs> yeah. S- speaking of your schedule, this is a, a cool thing that on, on your on your website, uh, wearofmonsters.com, uh, Jeremy has like a list of the things that he has in progress, which I don't know if I've seen an author give like that kind of like um, sort of like missions uh, stayed here before. Yeah. Right, right now, Nemesis says uh, it's in the proofing stage, which uh, are we part of that? Are we proofing the book right now? <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Kind of yeah. Uh, yeah. So I have to remember to switch that to published when it comes out. <laughs> Tuesday. Uh, yeah. But I just I thought that was a very cool thing because you've got the art, you've got the titles, you've got like what what phase of creation that these things are in. And and like as someone who always wants to know what, what their creators are doing, you know, loves keeping tabs on that stuff. That's a very, very cool line of communication that you keep. Um, what, what kind of keeps you, um, I don't want to say honest, but like, you know, if you have an idea that, you know, cause I've worked on things where like, Oh, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to do this. And then about 75% of the way through, I'm like, this is just not working. And I kind of put it to bed. Um, what, what kind of, I guess by putting it out there, does it keep you from doing that or, um, yeah, I don't. If I start something, I finish it. There's no. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I'm a coward, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, I write pretty quick, so it's it's like two and a half months starting mm-hmm. to. Um, so yeah, if if I start it, I'm definitely going through. 
there are occasionally times where I get partway through and I'm like, I don't know, you know, this feels a little bit boring. That's when I right. go. <laughs> That's when someone has to die and then all. Yep. The, yeah, I have done. That. I've been like, some something else needs to happen. Uh, you're gonna die. <laughs> and then you have to write around that person being gone. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that's a great way to get get around that for sure. Um, uh, talking about the book, like I said, I don't want to spoil anything, but I did want to bring up what, uh, well, what, what my favorite like general part of the the novel was. Um, there is there's a couple in the book. There's a very iconic scene that takes place on a on a yacht, but I think my favorite like action sequence takes place at a lighthouse, which, you know, fans of Kaiju cinema will, will know is a very important scene <laughs> from, from Beast from 20,000 Fathoms. Um, but yeah, I was wondering if you had a part of this book that it, either it really clicked for you or you are excited for fans of your other works to, right. I don't know, prepare themselves for? Is there a part of, and is there like a, oh, oh snap kind of moment? I don't know. I, the lighthouse scene is a standout one, and I especially uh, I like the line, "Oh Lord, she coming." <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I I also the the, the weirdness with uh, Frankie in the in the opening chapters, like you were saying, it is kind of stand out for me because it was so creepy and weird. Oh yeah, I mean. Had the book, had I not known this, that was a kaiju book, I would have been really fascinated to see where this kind of like, like, uh, secret society type murder monster kind of thing was going to happen. And I was, I was, I also love that it was written that way. And, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, especially as a horror fan, I, was, I got really drawn into that, even though I, was, I knew what I was reading. I knew I was reading a kaiju book, but I was like, this right. is such a cool world and it's putting me somewhere really interesting that we haven't been to. Like we've had gangsters and mobsters and murderers in kaiju cinema before, but this is very different. And I thought that was just a really interesting way to draw somebody in, especially myself, who's not familiar with the right. world of Nemesis. Um, and especially with the NSO, like kind of getting what that was all about. It was really, I mean, it was really captivating. I, yeah. I, I, I love that. Stuff. Yeah, I wanted it to be kind of like from the beginning. I wanted people to be like, oh, this is this is different. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah, it. I mean, having uh, read Project Nemesis, I mean, my mind was reeling from the beginning chapters, like uh, trying to get my head around the mechanics and the rules of this new world. I was like, uh, okay, that, I guess we're we're doing something very yeah. different. Yeah. I don't have to do any of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it, it, like I said, it was, there's some very fun surprises if you have read the other books, but you don't. Too. <laughs> yeah, I, I recommend doing them because they're also very fun and I think kind of very similar action thrillers. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. And I think because they're they're parallel, you could read Nemesis first and then go back and read Project Nemesis. And then it would almost be like, you know, the few surprises that you missed, you know, in Nemesis because they're related to the original. You would feel it in, in reverse exactly the same. And I, w- I was I was thinking the same thing because I was reading some of the synopses of the Project Nemesis series, and I was like, "Oh, I know that name. I know that name. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's who yeah. that person is. Okay." And so it was. It, it is fun, kind of seeing that switched up. Um, but I, I really love the dark humor in in this book a lot. There is a, but there's a Sterling Archer moment that I thought was wonderful, and I I got oh, a good. kick out of. I, I you know exactly what I'm talking about. 
I did, I did too. And I was like, oh, this is this is wonderful. I I like this a lot. There was um there was one line, and I I highlighted it in the e document, and I don't think I I can bring it back up right now. But it it I, I spit out my water. It was it was so ludicrous. It was like you know they they, they are very jokey characters in in the story that are trying to deal with like all this kaiju trauma around them, and and uh, did it involve custard? Uh, yes, I think that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I've heard about it a couple times. Uh, uh, I, one of the reasons this was was very enjoyable for me, and um, I do this. I try not to do this all the time when I'm reading a book, but I often, while reading, will cast actors that I know of just so I have like a familiar face to to represent the characters because otherwise they're just like an amalgam of you know, like people, and and it's a little yeah hard to like focus on them but um i was wondering if you had anyone in mind for for a the 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 two main nso agents because they have a very interesting old man and (laughs) hot shot rookie kind of uh kind of deal i'll tell you mine after if you you have some Um, i do i i never remember his name so i'm looking for him (laughs) um why can't i remember his name i've looked it up so many times uh, Miles, do you do this as well? Uh, what, Jeff, uh, cast when I'm reading, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, for for Graham, I uh, I was imagining Jeff Bridges. Um, right, I could totally see that. Okay, so yeah. We're, yeah, we're not too far off in in. <laughs> and for for my go, uh, Olivia Mott. Oh, okay. So that's hilarious. That's who I cast as, as her as well. Nice. Um, <laughs> I I'm I'm into that thing. Uh, Patrick and I ha- kind of had a shared one as well for for Graham. I think um, I I, th- I thought you had someone else. Um, my my head went for for Spider Anson Mount from from Star Trek: Brave New World, who's you know like silver haired and he's he's oh, he's dude. not as he would be good. Yeah, he's not as old I, I think as as maybe the Spider character. I don't know his age, but yeah. I've uh, him in a lot of kind of yeah. a similar character. To- yeah, very very gruff, but. Yeah. Because I went to him for for that character for my go, I went to Christina Chong, who is his you know um, security officer on on the yeah. Star Trek bridge, uh, and that they also have a very kind of similar I feel like relationship in that show. Right. Um, yeah, I I also when I when I first read it the first chapter, I kept having like Ron Perlman pop in my head because he is older, he's a big yeah. guy, and like you describe him as kind of kind of being a. a not fat, but like big, big yeah. built, and he's got that build. Um, and and then the when Patch and I were talking about it, I'm like, oh, I can kind of see Ansem Mount like as the as the novel goes further, and <laughs> the character, right. you know, sort sort of starts to flesh themselves out more. But when I, when I first got it, I was like, oh, I I'm getting like Mickey Rourke or or like a a uh, Ron Perlman vibe yeah. <laughs> at the beginning. Uh, I think there's a there's a lot of fun uh, casting to do with it, but those those two stuck out in in my mind. Um, I'm very excited for the book coming out tomorrow because more people will get a chance to read it and I can talk to other right. people who have read it. And uh, uh, that's what's nice about doing interviews with people who have read it because yeah. it's like the first like I'm always terrified when a new book is coming out, but now like right. interviews, people are like, "Oh, I loved it," and I'm like, "Oh, you?" <laughs> no, I mean. Uh, I, I've always I've always loved the, the the little kaiju novels that I've read, but yeah, there's not many of them. There was the the um, 
what I call the Millennium American series that came out by uh, Mark uh, Saracini in the late 2000s, early, late, late 90s, early 2000s, the Godzilla 2000 books. Yep. And I mean, I know there's been a couple of other small press things that have maybe popped up here and there, but nothing on on the um, the level that you've been working on. And it's honestly been a joy to discover. And because this is this is my first book of yours. And or as I know Patrick had, had read several of them. So there's a lot more. Yeah, I know. I, I went to your website. I'm like, oh, there's a there's a lot of these. So I mean, which is a fun problem to have. Like I always enjoy getting into something and then you know, then I'm I'm more amenable to like, okay, they have 45 other books. Awesome. <laughs> uh but but that's what makes this book so great is that it is a standalone. So when people discover, they're like, oh yeah, I want to see where all this stuff comes from. And like for people like me, I, this is a perfect place to dive into. Yes, and that was yeah. very to do that. And I, I, I like I said uh, jokingly at the beginning of uh, this episode, I am a librarian in real life, and uh, they say don't judge a book by its cover, but uh, this cover rules for this book, and <laughs> I feel like it's it's just so eye catching, and it does set itself literally. apart. <laughs> eye catching, <laughs> literally, yes. Uh, it, it does set itself apart from um uh the project nemesis series as well which is um you know i think uh, a more what you would expect uh if you're thinking like what is like a kaiju book gonna have on the cover what's gonna have the kaiju in full showing destruction and things like that M most every kaiju book has already done that but yeah this is this is a a, a gigantic look at nemesis eye on the the cover which is uh very cool very very intimidating as well <laughs> we, we just watched um 1998 godzilla and they actually did something similar for the trailers for that movie but didn't really do it well in the film itself which is like a full-on human next to i so yeah thing right um uh, uh, speaking of godzilla while while we do have you here I, I gotta know because I haven't had a chance to talk to someone who's actually worked with the property. Um, and you wrote uh, Godzilla comic. Yep. What what's it like working with you know a license like that? Is there a lot of like red tape you have to go through when you write it, or like do you have to pitch a specific thing, or do they mm. kind of give you free free reign? With with that one with Rage Across Time, um, I had come up with a story. Basically, what I ended up doing for issue one, but I had, I was going to pitch it as like a five issue mini, uh, right. with, Matt, with Matt Frank. And so when Matt brought it up to IDW, well, they were like, Oh, well, we're doing rage across time. Why don't you just make it the first issue? Um, so that's what we ended up doing. So I had to find a way to condense everything I wanted to do in this single issue. Oh uh, man. <laughs> which was tough, but I mean, doing Godzilla was, it was pretty intimidating. Um, sure. I mean, I've, I've done other things like uh, predator stories and things like that. So, right. Done other stuff, but Godzilla is, you know, special. Right. Exactly. I, uh, I would feel the exact same way. I'd be like, yeah, predator is cool. Like I like predator, but, uh, yeah. Godzilla is something special. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was a little intimidating, but it was also pretty hands-off. Like I don't, I don't recall getting any notes. Uh, that's that cool. Said that you can't, you can't do this or whatever. So. I think my vision for this story kind of fit what they were looking for. And you got to work with probably the other head of Kaiju media, at least here in, in the Western world with uh, artist Matt Frank, yep. who's uh, who's like 
the IG artist. I don't know if there's, there's something yep, else that he, could be called that. He did some amazing art that's going to be in the print edition and the ebook edition uh, for Nemesis. So he did kind of an illustration of awesome. the new Nemesis. Uh, I can't wait to see that. <laughs> I guess I, I only have to wait a day for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, you know, we were going to talk a little bit more about like kaiju literature in general, but um, we're 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 hopefully getting more of it. They are publishing the the novelization version of the original Fifty Four Gojira, oh. um, which which is very exciting. And they just announced last week they're reprinting the. 60s Marvel Godzilla comics. Okay. So more kaiju stuff being in print than than really ever before is is very exciting for a fan. But uh, also, I think yeah, and they also I think tighten up someone else, uh, which is I, I guess we call kaiju adjacent. Uh, the Ultraman uh, series is getting the novelization, right, right, as yeah. well, which I'm excited about. People have been working on this for a while. I feel like <laughs> I mean. I... But it was about halfway through the first year of doing this show where we we thought we had like kind of a, a hard out in 2025 of like, all right, you know, this <laughs> will probably cap things off. We might get like one other American Godzilla movie and then whatever Toho does when they do it. And then they things keep coming out and getting announced. And it's honestly the best problem to have just because you know, more kaiju content. And I love it. Well, yeah, no, like I said, we, as long as it doesn't get on the level of like Marvel releases. I think the world is getting burned out off Marvel. Right. Hardcore. <laughs> we need to space it out a little bit more and, and make the projects very different. Like, yeah. Nemesis is so much different than Godzilla and Gamera. Oh, yeah. If we can, you know, space things out a little bit so that we're not just getting the same thing over and over again. Well, and I think that's the, that's the cool thing, especially about this specific book, is like, I think that you tapped into making something interesting. Like, there are, there are, always these great kaiju ideas at play in in like a through thread in a lot of these things but you were able to do something that kind of like what if we took that idea and did something drastically different fr from what you've seen before but it also makes complete sense because sometimes there's that fantasy element that doesn't always seem to make sense yeah. and and this is a fantasy element but like one that like kind of logically makes sense like when i when i read like kind of the the idea of what Nemesis is doing before finding out anything, I'm like, okay, this I, I understand this, this tracks. Yeah. And I think that's what would make this such a successful project in other mediums because I don't think most people have seen something like this before and would be, I think, we're starting to see that it's proven that like if you give someone a cool monster, they're going to show up for the monster. They don't need a marquee star because the marquee star is, you know, a hundred meters tall and stomping <laughs> on the city, you know? Right. And, yeah. and I think that, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, development of more nemesis stuff in other mediums because I really, really loved like what you did here and, and making such a cool, unique monster. Well, and it, one thing, uh, Jeremy, we, we harp on a lot with these movies is you can tell how confident they are in the kaiju by what they call the movie. <laughs> if they try to obfuscate with the title, they maybe don't have as much faith in it, but th this right. book is called Nemesis, and this yes. is everything about this world is touched by the kaiju, which is which is really yeah. cool. Very yeah. very wide reach of this monster. <laughs> uh, comes out tomorrow when this episode drops, uh, November twenty first, twenty twenty three. If you're listening to this far in the future, uh, go go check out Nemesis. You can right now. 
And um, the audiobook will be out a little bit later on December 19th. There was a hiccup with the production, so it'll be still time for the <laughs> for for uh, yeah, still in time for Christmas. Given and yep. <laughs> excellent. Uh, where can folks find you if they would like to interact with you online or follow you know, your 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 website is uh, awareofmonsters.com. Yeah. Is that is that newsletter on there? If you sign up for the newsletter, um, you'll never miss a book. Um, we we send that out uh, when books come out. We don't uh, pepper people with other emails. <laughs> just the books. Um, also, um, see if I can remember the address. Um, I know I can't. <laughs> let, let me find it. It's right here. All right. So it's facebook.com slash groups slash jr dot tribe. And that is where um, I hang out with fans. There's more than 4,000 of us now on there. Um, everything, you know, that gets announced goes there first. We do giveaways every week, sign books, things like that. We do we do 12, 12 days of Christmas uh, giveaways. So 12 giveaways in a row leading up to Christmas. Um, what else? All sorts of things. Like if, if I have like a new cover to show people, that's where it goes. Um, yeah, so that's really the best place to like hang out and i talk to people every day i'm on there um so yeah excellent that's so, awesome yeah uh it, make sure we post the link in the show notes i was about to say yeah you'll have that in the that's linked on doorwebmonsters.com as well right uh, just yeah there's a little video book. excellent excellent um all right well thank you so much for being here with us talking about this book and uh i guess also letting us read it before most everyone else <laughs> Appreciate that. That was fun part. I mean, we would have we would have still talked to you if we hadn't got a chance to read the book. <laughs> oh no, I, absolutely. But there there there's something there's something special about kind of getting to read something that you know isn't out yet. That there's just yeah. something special about that. So I lived, in, I lived in Los Angeles for three years, uh, around 2000 to 2003, and uh, while we were there, we got to see 57 movies in yeah. advance of of them being released. Oh, man. The, the popcorn tastes. Sweeter, <laughs> you know, yeah, sweet. I know it's cool. When we're seeing uh, sometimes the movie would change, like the movie we saw isn't what other people would see because they would right based on our feedback. Uh, and uh, there was one movie I saw, Sandra Bullock movie, where we saw it, and then it was like two weeks later, we were driving down our street, our main street in town, and they were filming a movie. And as we drove by, I was like, <laughs> That's Sandra Bullock and those guys. They're reshooting scenes from the movie we just saw. <laughs> That's so wild. Yeah. This fatal yeah. test audience that we always hear about. Everybody's yeah. like, get back to work, Sandra. This movie's not <laughs> finished yet. It's a very constructive criticism. <laughs> but yeah. uh, well, we have no notes for, for Nemesis. Uh, people are going to enjoy it. And uh, they can. I mean, basically right now when this, this episode comes yeah. out, you can pre-order it and, and get it uh, get it loaded up on your devices if that's how you want to read it reorder tonight read in the morning yeah uh all right thank you so much for being here with us and well thank you so much jeremy thanks guys that was all very much miles that was a lot of fun talking to jeremy robinson Uh, yeah I, i had an absolutely great time and i had a great time reading his book again because it's a standalone thing you can dive right in and if you if you get excited by what you read, there are many many more books, um, and yeah, I'm I could not be more excited to to talk to him again. Actually, 
Yeah, yeah, he, he was one that's been on our list. You know, there's just like not too many um, kaiju creators that we really have access to here on the podcast. So it's super, super exciting to, to talk to him. And like I said, I've been reading his books for a while now. So getting an advanced copy of, of Nemesis was a, a great deal of fun. And, you know, this is kind of a holiday episode. It's happening right before in the U.S., the Thanksgiving holiday and um, we also got to talk to him about some movies and other books and stuff, which was a lot of fun. You know, we we all often get to talk about comics and and, and books here here on the podcast. So it's nice to to use these these uh, special episodes to to do something a little out of the ordinary, not a, a kaiju movie <laughs> that's either really good or really bad. Honestly, hope this encourages anyone who knows more holiday, uh, holiday. <laughs> well, if you know a holiday kaiju book, but let me know. Um, but, uh, any other kaiju fiction out there that we might have missed, or if you, if you are in the cosmic Chris discord and the kaiju versus history channel, and you've talked to us, you know, something that we hadn't brought up before. Uh, I'd love to read it. Like, like I mentioned earlier, I have the, uh, the old Godzilla books by Mike, uh, sorry, Mark, uh, Saracini, um, Godzilla 2000 was a huge book for me, uh, in the formative years of my life, not related to the film at all. Um, <laughs> but certainly related to the G force action figures they were putting out at the time. Oh. But yeah, I, I, I'd love to talk to more people about Kaiju, uh, a- any of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll, we'll try to, we'll try to line up some, some more in the future. Um, right. So that, that's going to do it for, for this special episode. We're going to get back to the regular schedule next week, which, um, just checking my notes here. It looks like it is still Galgameth. I'm so sorry, my, <laughs> oh boy. Well, like, because we recorded that episode already, I, I, the, the pain has already subsided. Just, just, <laughs> uh, another holiday family fun, classic film <laughs> just to, to talk about. Uh, you can chat us up on your social medias at Kaiju versus history. Go to our website, Kaiju versus history.com and email us at Kaiju versus history at gmail.com. Also check out our letterbox. If you want to know how we have found some of these films over the last hundred episodes or so in, in Kaiju cinema history. And, uh, yeah, that's going to do it, uh, for us this year, this holiday special, uh, Miles, have, have a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, you do the same. Gobble, gobble. <laughs> gobble, gobble. gobble.